Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. Uh, today we're going to go through this particular disease called Paget's disease, yep. if you've heard of it. That's right. And it's going to be a short talk, I think, because, um, you know, as you guys will find out soon enough, there isn't much known about the underlying causes of um, Paget's disease, mm. but it follows on from our talk on osteoporosis that we mm. um, we had discussed in depth previously. Yep. Do you want to maybe define what Paget's disease is? Mm. So from what I know is that Paget's disease is a metabolic disease that is character- characterized by excessive bone destruction as well as repair. Yeah. So the balance between the osteoclast and the osteoblast goes out of whack. Exactly. And it's more, um, it's, it's, a, it's, not very prevalent. It's about um, its prevalence is around five percent of the population. But as you get older, the prevalence increases. Um, so if you're greater than the age of eighty, the prevalence can be as high as ten percent, mm-hmm. um, depending on the populations that are being studied. Yep. But what is actually known about the p- pathology? I know there isn't much known, but there are some hints at mm-hmm. s- something that must be at play here. Yeah. And there are three stages under to this disease. Exactly. So the three phases of it. Initially, the very first phase is called the osteolytic stage, where what happens from my understanding is that the osteoclasts are not controlled by the osteoblasts and they start reabsorbing a lot of bone compared to what is being laid down. Exactly. So the first phase is you lose a lot of bone mass. Yep. And so that already starts the risk factors for fractures, but this isn't the key thing, is there? No. Then you have the second stage, which is the mixed osteolytic osteoblast um, stage or phase yep. and that's where osteoblasts start to kick in they're like oh my god you know what's going on with the bone we're losing too much of it and so osteoblasts begin to form bone but this can't continue indefinitely and so okay. you reach eventually you reach the uh, third stage of the diseases um, and what's that Andy? So that's called the osteosclerotic stage Yep. so I think from my understanding is that these these bones that are being laid down by the osteoblasts in such a hurry that they, they aren't done properly mm-hmm. so these um the bone that's laid down is thick and trabeculae as well as it, it looks and I think it's functionally um, poor as well. Yes. So they're soft and porous and can lack a structural stability. So ultimately, these these make the bone very vulnerable uh, to deformation under stress and consequently fracture very easily. Exactly. And when we mean deformation under stress, this could be just any normal levels of stress not normally high levels of stress okay um now there's a couple of things that may be associated with pathogenesis there's a number of genes involved um one of them for example is a um, sqstm1 you guys don't need to memorize this Mm -hmm. but it gives a hint at the cell lines affected so this gene can increase the activity of um, nfk beta which as we've mentioned before increases osteo um, osteoclast activity yep um and there's also mutations in the rank uh, as well as op gene that may be associated associated with juvenile pageants but again it's an area of mm. investigation are there any environmental hints at, at what, what yeah so there's some people speculate that it's possibly due to a viral infection such yep. as a paramyxovirus but it's it, it exactly is what exactly is causing it about what exactly causes the bone to go undergo these three stages is still relatively yeah. uncertain yeah so the per- Pathophysiology is not really clear. Yeah. So what are some of the clinical features then of patients that have pejets? There's a mm-hmm. couple of important things that you, you see. Uh, I think most mostly most cases come on as asymptomatic. With them, yeah, right? it's incidental finding on, let's say they have mm-hmm. an x-ray and they're like, oh no, your bones, you know, deformed, mm-hmm. um, something mm-hmm. must be going on here. Yeah, um, but usually these deformities are found not 
over not on the whole skeleton but yeah. rather in some certain spots such as the axial skeleton mm-hmm. or proximal femur yeah that's one of the more common places that is found um in terms of the features wise one of the things that i've come across is a uh, localized pain yeah that could possibly be caused by micro fractures or by bone that's being overgrown and compressed and or it could lead to compressions on spinal cords yeah. and cranial nerves exactly um I think it also could compress on one of the cranial nerves involved in hearing, so it could cause hearing loss that mm. I came across. Yeah. But what else have you come across? And also, we mentioned that the bones are going to be abnormally soft and, and malleable, so that means yeah. that, you know, like your skull, which contains the brain and can be quite heavy, can start compressing on the, on the spine, mm-hmm. but it can also start getting deformed on itself. Yeah. And so, as we mentioned, the spine can get deformed, mm-hmm. your femur or tibia can get deformed, and I think... There's a particular term called the um, anterior boring of the femur okay. that you might see. Um, and you guys ha- can have a look at images uh, of this um, uh, on the internet or in, in your textbooks. Mm. Um, and that reflects the fact that the bones are softer. And so on the normal weight, mm. they can start bending, which is not obviously <laughs> this not is an abnormal process. Normal. Yeah. Um, and you've mentioned that you can get um, compression. And these compressions can lead to compression fractures. Mm. And if you have it in the spine, that can be a medical emergency because you can compress the nerves okay. or you can develop kyphosis which is an abnormal um, uh, outward curvature of the spine if I'm not mistaken yeah um, now there's one thing that we really worry about it and this is a risk of cancer can you just remind me what what the risks are I think it increases the risk of osteosarcomas by like one to three percent yeah and that's the thing that really concerns everyone about this mm. so now you've got these patients that present with these clinical features then how do you go about diagnosing it so we would we would go about so we could take um, do lab tests yeah. as well as imaging in terms of lab tests what you would typically find in a Paget's patients is that the serum ALP or alkaline phosphatase is greatly increased mm. whereas the calcium or phosphate levels could possibly be normal um, calcium sometimes occasionally could be slightly increased but mainly it's the alkaline phosphatase that you're, you're looking at yeah I think since there's a lot of bone resorption happening in the phys- uh, pathophysiology, um, that could cause an increase in hydroxyproline levels found mm. in the urine. Yeah, exactly. And I think hydroxyproline, we haven't mentioned it yet mm. uh, from memory, but it's uh, it's a component that's found in the bone matrix. And so if you're losing a lot of bone, then that's going to release this, um, this particular um, component and that that can be assessed. Yes. Can you do imaging as well and re- radiological studies? I think so. Yeah. So like with bone scans, you could have a look to um, use them to evaluate the extent of disease. Yeah. Um, what else can you do with imaging? Um, I think you can, yeah. So obviously when you're doing these imaging, we mentioned that these patients that have an increased risk of developing fractures. So you're also looking for fractures. Okay. And you're looking for abnormal densities as well because some areas might be really, um, that the bones may be really dense because of this increased bone production yep. and other areas may not be. Okay. But you're looking for really fractures. You're looking for um, any destructive lesions and compressions of the spine. Yeah. Um, they're not necessarily indicating that this patient has purchased, but it gives you clues as to that mm. that these this may be at play. Mm. Can you treat it? Are yes. there any treatments? Thankfully, there are treatments. Um, so what there are symptomatic treatments that can be mainly targeting the pain there uh, pain management mm. when, uh, yeah. if needed. Um, the, you can use weight bearing exercises to, I, be, I believe, um, I'm speculating to reduce the amount of bone loss. Yeah, um, I'm not 100% sure of what, how mm. weight bearing can help in this, but um, it's one of the proposed non-pharmacological treatments. Um, then it, maintaining a good level of calcium and vitamin D intake is, is uh, essentially uh, indicated to prevent 
the development of hyperparathyroidism, a secondary cause of hyperparathyroidism. Yeah. Um, but because then, the lasting yeah. one is having mm. too much parathyroid as well and causes worsening of your bone resorption, isn't it? Exactly. But then we go into the um, medically t- targeted medical treatments towards the um, to help with the bone. So what what would we typically go about doing? From what I've read, I think the treatments are not indicated for mild forms of pagets. So yeah. um, if the ALP, which is a marker of bone resorption, is greater than three times normal, that's when you start thinking about pharmacological management of it. Yeah. And so that could involve bisphosphonates, such as yeah. alendronate or resendronate. It could involve calcitonin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... If that doesn't work, or if you're seeing lots of bone deformities, then surgical correction is your final option as well for mm. to correct to manage fractures and to manage the deformities. Yeah. So as we mentioned, guys, this isn't a really big talk. We just want to mention it just for completeness. Yeah. Um, and the pathology is not really clear, and some of the treatment options are similar to what how you go about managing osteoporosis, although mm. the underlying factors are different. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we finish? No, that's about it. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, we should have a um, mind map up for this as well. So be sure to go and um, visit our website for further information. Yeah. And um, we'll continue on the pathologies of the various um, bone disorders. So stay tuned for our next episode. Catch you next time. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer Gautam and our co-editor Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.